Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In today's episode, we talk about all our tips and tricks for using Genie Plus at Animal Kingdom. Find all episodes of this podcast at Apple Podcasts or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. You can also check us out on YouTube now at youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. Please like and subscribe there. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered, where we receive bonus content. You can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So we are both traveling, but we wanted to do a quick series on Genie Plus. Now, we know that things are going to change, but we're hoping that the content will last. Because what we're going to talk about is basically what we think of as tiers for Genie Plus. Like which Genie Plus attractions you should book first, second, third. um, And we're going to break it down park by park. So today we are going to start with Animal Kingdom. Just a quick aside, Leslie, on my recent trip in July, you know, a lot of noise has been made about the low crowds. Uh, I did notice that it, I wouldn't say that the crowds were low, like standby times were still pretty significant, but it did have a significant effect on Genie Plus return times in the sense that there were a lot of more immediate or within the next hour return times than I remember seeing um, during February break and spring break this year. So maybe Genie Plus is starting to work as intended because the crowds aren't there anymore. That's really good to hear. I mean, the crowds just drive everything. More people buy it, so the return times go faster, but then there's more people there overall, so it's just this doom spiral. But glad you were able to experience Disney World at a moderate level, I guess, and get your money's worth for Genie, from Genie Plus. Yeah, wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. Uh, so what we're going to do for each of the parks is we're going to quickly talk about the individual lightning lane in that park and then talk about where we have tiered out the different Genie Plus attractions, and then also talk a little bit about whether we think you need Genie Plus for the park and our preferred Genie Plus strategy. So let's start with Animal Kingdom, and let's start with Animal Kingdom's individual Lightning Lane attraction. Reminder, the individual Lightning Lane attraction is not under Genie Plus. It's a separate purchase. And so, Leslie, what is the individual Lightning Lane attraction in Animal Kingdom and do you recommend purchasing it? It is, of course, Flight of Passage, which is one of the top rides at any Disney park in the world. And for that reason, I do recommend purchasing it. And, you know, yes, you can rope drop it. Yes, you can do it during early entry. Everybody else will be doing it. It will be a madhouse if you have younger kids or mobility issues. It's just not worth it. And even if you do that, if you want to ride it a second time, then it's worth purchasing, in my opinion. And it's a ride that I think a lot of people do want to do twice. So I always, always purchase it. Even when I don't necessarily need or want Genie Plus, I think it's worth it for the paid lightning lane. What about you? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I typically will purchase it not to wait. If you can wake up early enough, and when we get to our Genie Plus strategy, I think at Animal Kingdom, that is probably the park that I feel like 
I would be most willing to make my kids wake up for rope drop. So if you rope drop it, you can ride Flight of Passage. And in fact, this is not my preferred Genie Plus strategy, but like if you're going to skip Genie Plus altogether at Animal Kingdom, I would actually buy Flight of Passage and then rope drop everything else at Animal Kingdom. But if you're using Genie Plus, then you could rope drop Flight of Passage and um, you know just use Genie Plus for the other attractions. There's not that many attractions at Animal Kingdom to worry about, but definitely worth... I, the other thing is it's worth waiting at least 60 minutes for. You can consider that as well. And again... I think the other thing I noticed is wait times were a little overinflated at uh, Disney World this summer. So, you know, you can factor that in as well. It's tougher to tell with the Flight of Passage queue because a lot of it's inside. But, you know, at Magic Kingdom, I, I saw a lot of queues that definitely were not as long. And Hollywood Studios as well were not as long as Disney posted. All right. So we're going to break these down into Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3 level Genie Plus Lightning Lanes. So let's start with Tier 1, Leslie. I had Kilimanjaro Safaris and Navi River Journey. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. Those are the two top rides other than Flight of Passage in terms of demand, in terms of how long you'll have to potentially wait in line. So those need to be your top picks uh, if you know you want to ride these attractions with your Genie Plus. They aren't going to run out immediately. I mean, I guess unless you're on like a super high crowd, like nine or 10 level day, they're not going to run out um, very quickly because not as many people purchase Genie Plus in Animal Kingdom. But I usually choose Navi River Journey. I, I find that that kind of collapses under the weight of crowds, in part because people who are rope dropping Flight of Passage then go next to Navi River Journey. So that's usually my first pick because um, I feel like you have more time savings there right away and then um, can head over to Kilimanjaro. Uh, but what do you do, Joe? Yeah, I can do it either way. I think I just leave Navi for later because I don't care about it as much. Um, and you know, I don't mind, especially early in the morning at Animal Kingdom, waiting a little for Navi River Journey because I can do other attractions with a pretty short standby queue. I will say that in terms of like bang for your buck, Navi River Journey feels like one of the best Genie Plus Lightning Lane returns just because the payoff is so low and you don't like if I wait 60 minutes for Kilimanjaro safaris. Yeah. I don't love that, but it's, you know, a good 20, 25 minute experience that I know I'm going to enjoy waiting 60 minutes for a two to three minute Navi river journey. just doesn't feel the same. Doesn't hit quite right. So Navi river journey and Kilimanjaro safaris definitely in that tier one. Now, Leslie, you did the fun job of looking up back when things were in, if you don't understand what we're talking about, don't get confused. But back when FastPass used to tier attractions and, you know, the high tier attractions for FastPass uh, was Flight of Passage and Navi River Journey. Were those the two? Those were the only two, um, at least in 2019. It's really hard to go back and find exactly the last moment in time right before the closures to, to confirm. And my memory's not that good, the before times. But yeah, it seemed like Flight of Passage and Navi River Journey were the two that, you know, you got one choice on your old Fast Fast Plus. So that's just something we're keeping in mind because we don't know what this new Genie Plus is going to look, look like in 2024. Indeed. Yeah. So we're going to put a pin in that and we'll see how things turn out in 2024. All right. So for the tier two attractions, I had meet Mickey and Minnie at the 
Traveler's Outpost. I can't remember exactly what the outpost is called. And Expedition Everest. Now, the reason why I have the characters on there is because typically character standby lines are very slow because meeting characters is a very slow process. Um, and so even if there's not as many people doing that, you can get really busy. And then Expedition Everest, the reason why it's tier two and not tier one is because as we've outlined in other episodes, there are other options to ride it late in the day. Typically standby lines fall to pretty low levels. And of course there's the single rider line as well. So that's why I have these attractions at tier two. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And I would think for families, I would prioritize the characters even over Expedition Everest. Cause like, you know, a lot of times you're going to have kids with you that aren't even tall enough for Expedition Everest. And so somebody in your party can run over and do the single rider line. I actually find too Expedition Everest, the line doesn't get long even if you do want to ride together with your group for a while, because it's far enough back in the park that people just don't make the trek over there. They're spending time in, um, you know, at Flight of Passage, at Navi River Journey, over by the safaris. They're just not working their way back there for a couple of hours. So there's a chance if you're fast and knock out those other attractions first and get back there before the crowds that you can walk on that pretty easily. Definitely agree with that. All right. So what do we have for our tier three Genie Plus attractions, Leslie? So tier three is Kali River Rapids and Dinosaur, both pretty solid rides in their own right, but also with asterisks and limitations. Like a lot of people don't like to ride water rides, um, especially when the weather is cool, um, just don't want to be wet all day long, even when the weather's hot. And Dinosaur is just a problematic attraction, which always still like tickles me just because it is the same ride as Indiana Jones and Disneyland, but it's not the same ride. It's not as popular, <laughs> doesn't have the same scenery, but it is the same ride vehicle. But in any event, neither of those um, is as popular as the other attractions. And both of them have a little more capacity than say those characters in the outpost. So the standby lines can be more reasonable. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I was looking at some articles on this and, uh, oh yeah, well, Link Touring Plans has, they kind of datafied just the list of Genie Plus attractions. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. But I think a good point about Dinosaur is that like on a moderate day, they're really like at some point there's like no standby line for it. But like on a really busy day, that's when dinosaur can be pretty rough and you know that really makes genie plus worth it and then like we said there's not a ton of attractions at animal kingdom so you're going to end up having genie plus reservations to make uh, especially if you're not park hopping and you're spending the whole entire day at animal kingdom which brings us to the last few attractions that are technically on genie plus but really don't feel like they need that and on that list we have it's tough to be a bug which is basically after the morning just a walk on all day. Um, and then animation station um, or the animation experience at conservation station where you have to take the train out there and then, you know, you get, it's really cool getting the chance to draw characters, but you don't really need a genie plus lightning lane reservation for that. And then of course the stage shows um, feathered friends in flight. Um, and then the big ones, festival, of the lion King and finding Nemo. So really, you don't need lightning lanes for any of those. Like if you use them, sometimes you'll get a better view and things like that, but it's really not worth it. Although of course, at the end of the day, if you just have lightning lanes to burn, then why not? Yeah, exactly. This is a, you know, 
if I guess if it's a really busy day and your kid is dying to see one of these stage shows, then maybe it's worth prioritizing, you know, maybe as your third selection, something like that. But certainly don't make this selection one or two for for any of these. All right. So that breaks down the different tiers we have for Animal Kingdom. Um, just as a reminder, let's do it again really quickly. Tier one attractions are Kilimanjaro Safaris and Navia River Journey. Tier two, meeting the characters at the Outpost, Expedition Everest, and then tier three, Kali River Rapids and Dinosaur, and then everything else um, just get if you need to get, but you don't really need that. So that's how we would break down our Genie Plus order, uh, you know, I guess order of operations, like how important it is to get those Genie Plus attractions. Let's talk really quickly, Leslie, like, do you feel like Animal Kingdom, do you need Genie Plus at Animal Kingdom? Or like, I guess on a scale of, you know, can definitely live without it to can't live without it, where would you put Genie Plus at Animal Kingdom? I can definitely live without it there as long as the crowds are, I mean, even up to moderately high, I would say. Like a crowd level seven is where it would start to like maybe tip for me and I would just not want to fight that many people and would want one or two of them to be easier to get. But I am much more likely to buy Flight of Passage and skip Genie Plus if I'm not park hopping. Um, but I mean, I usually buy Genie Plus period just because I'm lazy, <laughs> but for folks who, for budget is really a consideration, you know, big group, I haven't had to buy it for like my whole family or extended family in quite a while, then, um, definitely this is where you can skip out on it. And just as long as you're willing to go there early. Now, if you're not willing to go there early, then I think you need to buy it. But if you're able to get up for early entry, then you don't need it. I definitely agree with that. It is a park that you can get away without it. And like I have said a lot of times on this podcast, Animal Kingdom is a park that really rewards exploration, just wandering around, enjoying what there is to see, which if you intersperse that with waiting in some lines for attractions is totally fine. Or like you said, Leslie, if you get there really early, you can pretty much be done with everything by lunch and then spend the rest of the afternoon exploring the park. So let's talk about what is our preferred Genie Plus strategy? So this is what I have, Leslie, and you can tell me what you think about this. Now, as of recording, Disney World has now switched to this whole, you can either buy Genie Plus just for one park or for multiple parks. I'm pretty comfortable saying if you're just going to do it for Animal Kingdom, you can definitely get away with not buying the Animal Kingdom only Genie Plus, especially if you're trying to save money. Like you just very eloquently explained Leslie. However, if you have a park hopper and you buy the multi-park pass, this is the strategy that I personally use. Rope drop, do individual lightning lane for flight of passage or rope drop flight of passage, and then use Kilimanjaro Safari pretty early. Um, and then just use Genie Plus to book and ride, book and ride. You can ride almost everything by lunch. And then once you're done with the first couple Genie Plus attractions, like depending on what standby times look like, if they're looking pretty short, like if Expedition Everest is only 25 minutes at 11 o'clock or something like that, you know, just single ride of that or ride that. And as soon as you can, start stacking up Lightning Lanes in the second park that you're going to go to. In other words, start booking Lightning Lane reservations for wherever you're going next and, um, you know, set yourself up for a great afternoon at wherever you're park hopping to. What do you think, Leslie? Yeah, I agree. And I would even do it a little bit more extreme than that. I might buy Genie Plus, you know, that multi-park Genie Plus might only use it for one ride actually in Animal Kingdom. You know, I might buy that 
flight of passage or rope drop that flight of passage individual lightning lane, but then maybe only use it for say Navi or Kilimanjaro safaris and then start stacking almost immediately. So I would start stacking, you know, maybe as early as like 9.30, 10, whatever, you know, whenever you're eligible again, based upon park opening time and when you, and when you ride. So that's definitely something to, to keep in mind, uh, especially on a busier day, especially if you're hopping to a park where, there are some attractions that start running out really quickly, like Hollywood Studios, which we'll talk about. Yeah, I agree. And this is why this is like the one park, you know, we have realized that our kids are not good at rope dropping, but this is the one that I might force them to rope drop so that we can stack for later with the park hopper. Of course, if you don't have a park hopper and you you know, are you only going to Animal Kingdom, but you still decide to buy Genie Plus, then that really sets you up for you can just take your time through the day just book genie pluses um even if the return time is an hour or two hours later explore during that time use that lightning lane reservation and then you know, go so on and so forth um, throughout the rest of your day so it's it's really a much more chill park than some of the other ones that uh you know you're gonna have to worry about All right anything else about animal kingdom genie plus wise i think we've just about Covered it, Joe. Why don't we close it out with our traditional Disney do or don't? What do you have? All right. Well, I wrote this down before we started talking, and I realized I've said it multiple times, but I guess it bears repeating, Leslie. My Disney do is do get up early for Animal Kingdom uh, if you can, just because there's just so much that you can get done really quickly. You know, even more so, like I think only Magic Kingdom rivals Animal Kingdom in terms of how much you can get done early in the day, but unlike magic kingdom animal kingdoms lines they just don't build as fast like i think it is because people are stopping to explore and things like that of course navi river journey and the ones that we put in tier one for genie plus those are the ones that build but if you get there early enough you don't have to worry about that so rope drop this park maybe do it you know another thing is a lot of people like to do this early in their disney vacation since it's the park that's the most different well Early in your vacation is when you still have the most energy so you can get your kids up for a rope drop. So yeah, do rope drop this park if you can. Great tip, Joe. All right. Well, that does it for Animal Kingdom and our Genie Plus tier guide. Hopefully this helps you. If you have any questions, let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WWDeciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, we'd really appreciate it if you could like and subscribe and hit that bell button for notifications. Leslie, where can people find your work if they're looking for you online? I am at Trips with Tykes everywhere on social media and tripswithtykes.com on the internet. And of course, if you're looking to plan a vacation, you can email me, josephchung at travelmation.net, and also find me at Azure Joe Flies, all of our social media. And again, I'll reiterate, please follow Leslie online as she rails against our AI overlords. Okay, she's fighting the power. Um, so, <laughs> you know, great thread out there. If you haven't seen it yet, she went a little bit viral this week as we were recording. But yes, thank you everyone for listening. And thank you, Leslie, for taking the time to talk to me. And I'll see you making sure they never bring AI to Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Thanks, Joe.